You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LLB, the Lockdown Browns podcast brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Appreciate everybody makes Lockdown Browns your first listen day in, day out, whatever podcast platform it is. Make sure you're following. Subscribe to the Lockdown Browns podcast, five-star ratings, written reviews. This Victory Monday episode of Lockdown Browns is brought to you by OnlineGambling.com. The place to be for all the latest gambling news and tips throughout the NFL playoffs. Visit OnlineGambling.com to get the edge over the competition throughout this year's playoffs. Browns victorious in their season finale, Week 18, 21-16, at home over the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, certainly a lot of you know key players on both teams, not part of yesterday's action. Um, the Browns, I think, needed it. Just, I mean, a feel-good moment, so to speak, to, you know, make your way off into the offseason. We're going to get to, you know, all of that. Um, Certainly not the January. If you had asked me in September, you know, what we would be talking about in January, I figured we'd be geared up for a long, long, you know, playoff run and speaking and all of that. Uh, Things certainly at 8-9 and did not go the Cleveland Browns way in many ways. that being said, it doesn't mean that there were some good things that didn't come from the 2021 season. Um, but at the end of the day, your record is what it is. And, uh, you know, you're on the outside looking in. You finished third place in the AFC North for the second year in a row. Obviously, it feels a lot, lot different this year. We're going to break it down. We'll start here with yesterday's action. Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith is in for the ride. Pete, like I said, I, I think yesterday – Look, in you know, at the end of the day, look, the Browns went into the game drafting 13th. Uh, they left the game drafting 13th. Uh, look, I, I'm not going to quibble over two or three spots in draft order right now. Uh, we're talking about a team that, you know, a week ago in Pittsburgh on Monday night was trying to find a way to hopefully, you know, get to 20 wins in its first two you know seasons as a new regime. Um, so, I mean, I'm not going to quibble on that. Playing yesterday to win the game, even though it was with Case Keenum and not Baker Mayfield, I have zero issues with that. Pete, offensively, you know, I, 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 Dearness Johnson, who ends up on the season for over 500 yards rushing, 5.3 yards per carry, on his way to being a restricted free agent at 26 years old. We'll see how that works out for Dearness. Um, but I thought a nice effort. And, you know, you saw some things yesterday, a little bit more creativity in the play calling. Granted, it didn't always work out. Um, you know, trying to get the tight ends involved. And, you know, that's still something where, I don't know, maybe maybe it is time to, you know, you really have to, you know, we as we all understand, it, it's really more time to address the wide receiver position um, as opposed to just trying to come up with more and more with the tight ends just to, you know, blow things open. But you win. You win 21-16. You get a nice day out of Dearness Johnson. You get some contributions from some other guys, you know, and, you know, a nice way to end it before we've got to get into a lot of bigger and deeper discussions uh, about, you know, the roster and the future of this roster in Berea. You got Dearness Johnson to head 120 some odd yards uh, a, a day after he was cleared from the COVID list. Uh, you got six receptions and 75 yards and, and a touchdown in what might be Jarvis Landry's last game. Who did he go sit with, by the way? He caught that touchdown, and he spent about three minutes on the bench talking to somebody. You know who that was or no? 
I, I do. Uh, I saw him go immediately over to, to Baker Mayfield. Who everybody That's funny because if you talk to some people, he wasn't even yeah. in the building. But go ahead. Uh, yeah, the, the idea that he wasn't going to be there was – that's crazy. But, um, yeah, it was a great day for Landry. Uh, you know, maybe maybe we're all reading too much into this, but when he got into the end zone and he basically heaved the ball against the wall, it just felt like a, a season's worth of frustration coming out of all the things that – largely were out of his control. Um, it was a great day for James Hudson. You know, obviously the Bengals were playing mm-hmm. their backup defensive line, backup defense entirely, which prompted some of the offensive success and some uh, batshit theories. But uh, <laughs> the, the fact of the matter is that James, look, I, I know he got, he, he got uh, sort of beaten up by, by, uh, T.J. Watt the previous week, and most of that wasn't his fault. I actually think James Hudson's going to be pretty damn good. Uh, so that was a, a a good. He gets that feet right. He gets those feet right. He's going to be okay. Uh, he he had a nice game. Um, you know, Donovan Peoples Jones continues to look like a guy who's going to be a nice player. You, you're just sitting there going, just give him, give them, give him help, give him some buddies to hang out with that can go make plays. So. Um, you know, Case Keenum, he's, his, his press conference was more memorable than his performance. Like I, you know, there was with all the talk of conspiracy and this idea that like ownership came down and, and and dictated that the injured quarterback had to play despite the fact that that made no difference. I, I don't see what the benefit was to that idea, but Case Keenum was, Pretty crappy. Uh, he he made a couple of nice throws, but he also had a terrible fumble, uh, bad interception, and he had a bunch of passes deflected, which are all weird complaints. I remember all of a week ago. Um, <laughs> these are the Browns were not like this. There's this idea that if Case Keenum was your quarterback the whole year, that they would have gone to the playoffs. That just simply wasn't going to happen. He's not that. Good. But to be uh, and look to be fair. That, that turned out to be essentially one game. So, you know, whatever. If that's where you're going with this or, or a game and a half, maybe whatever. Look, it could have easily turned the tide and you could have said, oh, you should have won the Charger game. Oh, you should have won the Chief game. Blah, 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 blah. But go ahead. Yeah, like, well, I mean, they they, they won the, the Broncos game and they won this game, though, you know, it was a whole lot less Canem and a whole lot more Dearness. Uh, so, look, I, I'm – fascinated to see what happens with Dearness Johnson. I'm, you know, if I'm entirely looking out for Dearness Johnson, I'm bummed that he's a restricted free agent. Um, he's 26. 26. This is going to be the only time to cash in. It, it would be nice to hit for him to be able to sort of go be him, go be his, his go be productive somewhere uh, and, and, and get a bigger deal. Uh, maybe that still happens. Maybe there's a way that somebody wants to trade something for Dearness Johnson that makes sense for both sides. Uh, but if, if he's back, he's back. I hope they utilize him more along with uh, Hunt and and, and uh, Chubb, even though, you know, cer- certain things got out of control in that regard with, with uh, Hunt missing nine games of the season. But uh, to me, that was a, a an area that was not taken advantage of enough. You, you have the opportunity to have a guy like Kareem Hunt do more than just be a running back getting more backs on the field when you clearly 
don't have a lot of talent in other spots, and and I think you wasted it. Um, there was only one, really one game where they uh, utilized both. It was really effective, and then Hunt got hurt. No, and it, obviously it was, you know, it, it's going to be the core of this offense, and, and it's going to be the a bigger part of why this offense can do, you know, what it can do. Um, but if you cannot throw the ball and you cannot challenge vertically, you know, you, you're going to face great defenses probably, you know, seven, eight times a year. If they're within the AFC North, that number probably is going to go even higher. And, you know, look, if you're a good defensive coordinator, your first and foremost option week in, week out is take away the one thing that this team does well. And you're going to have to combat that in the NFL. And you're going to have to basically, you know, be good in both avenues. Um, and again, for Keenan, look, I mean, you see the arm strength. And yesterday, there wasn't, the weather wasn't, you know, unfavorable. Could have been a lot worse, uh, you know, for January 9th in Cleveland. Uh, but it was certainly, you know, the arm strength isn't there. And it's, it's, you know, it is what it is for Case Keenum. You know, for most of the point, makes good decisions. Um, I, you had a tweet yesterday, tweet, uh, Pete, that made me laugh. Um, and I think him and Baker are similar in this one avenue. Um, I think the two of them think they might be a little bit faster than they are. Um, look, neither one you're gonna is going to wow you as far as, you know, saying, oh, oh their mobility. Um, Keenum did have the one nice scramble yesterday to get a first down, but he was smart enough in the fact that, you know, he basically held onto the ball for almost five seconds to create the lane um uh, to get you know said first down um but you know case it, most likely it's going to move on because and we'll get into this a little later today we're going to get to this uh, obviously all off season is is god forbid if you get yourself into the situation and something does happen to baker mayfield you need a legit option to carry the water so to speak through the rest of a season the rest of a month yeah well look at I- it almost felt like playing Keenum was sort of, I don't want to say an apology, but sort of just an an acknowledgement that he's a professional quarterback and sort of deserved respect on the way out because he's not going to be here next year. He's going to be, you know, presumably a backup elsewhere. All uh, You know, as we sit here today, uh, I fully expect the Browns quarterbacks are going to be Baker Mayfield and Nick Mullins next year, which – uh, will piss off any number of people, but that's where I think this is going to head. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's where this thing's going to go. I, I, I personally would have found it more interesting to play Nick Mullins yesterday, but it doesn't mean anything. I Like, whatever. The, the, in reality, they're largely two parts, of the, two sides of the same coin uh, in terms of how they play. Neither one has a great arm. I think Nick Mullins is a little bit better at this point, uh, but they're not here to win game win games they are here to win game that is their role as backup fair enough fair enough fair enough we're gonna flip it over here we can go to the defensive side of the ball uh i'm i'm pretty excited about you know one effort from yesterday um and obviously it's been a rough first two years uh for said player but when he's on the field he gets it done your victory monday locked on browns sports illustrated pete smith yeah of course you do so with that, we are going to uh, move on over, and we are going to start, uh, you know, talk about defensive side of the ball. We'll get to some more uh, off-season stuff, that type of stuff. We'll start rolling on here, closing out Victory Monday, Lockdown Browns. We're all looking for an edge these days, and I'd like to thank Online Gambling for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving gamblers the edge. Throughout the playoffs, they are providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help make your bets as informed as ever. 
OnlineGambling.com gives gamblers the edge by providing their best and most trusted experience online all day, every day, inspiring every gambler in the world to beat the odds. Don't make emotional decisions with your hard-earned dollars. Make informed decisions with information sourced by experts. Be sure to consult OnlineGambling.com before placing your bets. OnlineGambling.com is on a mission to be the world's most empowering gaming and betting site, giving gamblers the edge by providing the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day. Go to www.OnlineGambling.com and check out the latest NFL playoff news and tips on how you can get the edge. Visit the website for all the latest NFL news and tips and injury news ahead of the NFL playoffs. Make sure you visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL for all the latest gambling news and tips to give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to make the most for this year's playoffs. Pete, the defensive side of the ball yesterday, and I will start here. Um, Obviously, been one of my favorites since the selection. Um, it took a while for him to get back this year and with, you know, the torn bicep and the time of him coming back, Brown still looked like there was a really, really solid opportunity. Um, but you think about this in you know, the linebacker position, which has been, you know, you know, at times, not the strength of this defense signs are pointing up that maybe it can be a strength of this defense going further. Obviously, Jeremiah Wusukoromoa left yesterday's game early, but Pete, my guy, Jacob Phillips, by far his best day as a pro. Yeah, if there was one compelling reason to play a 17th regular season football game, and there was only one compelling reason to play the 17th regular season football game, it was Jacob Phillips. He was great. Uh, eight solo tackles, two two tackles for a loss. And if he got his eyes around just a hair quicker, he might have not only intercepted a pass but still been running. Mm-hmm. Um, he processes really fast, and you're starting to see with, how well some of these other guys do like JOK. He's a fast processor. They can get really active really quickly in what they can do. Jacob Phillips utilizes the blitzer. Some of the other stuff that he can do that, that a, a guy like Anthony Walker really can't, he's just not that dude. Uh, so Jacob Phillips to me is why the, the Browns are have to be pretty excited about linebacker. And, and I, I mean, he's sort of been invisible, but, all, but it's the reason I'm sort of like, why are people in such a rush to go get more linebackers? Not only do they have Jacob Phillips, but they also have Tony Fields, which never saw, which I think played one play of special teams the entire season or something like that. Never played a down on defense. So like the Browns have a lot of these young linebackers floating around uh, on their team. And they just need to keep figuring them out. It doesn't mean they won't keep sort of churning them in there uh, in those, you know, day three type picks. Uh, but ultimately, I don't think the Browns are, are really hurting at that spot. No, no, by, by no means. And, uh, you know, it's quick. It's athletic. They move well. They tackle well. Um, certainly a bright spot, you know. And, you know, for Joe Woods, uh, uh, obviously a huge, huge bounce back season. Granted, you know, given the opportunity with, you know, better personnel. But a uh, huge, huge rebound from the Browns defense here in the 2021 season. Jadavian Clowney, Pete, two sacks yesterday. Pockets himself another 250K. Um, you're starting to see, and this isn't a knock on Jadavian Clowney. Um, he's a really, really good football player. Uh, the question is, you know, whether or not, you know, the game fuels his life. And it's okay. There's plenty of guys in the NFL where football doesn't fuel their life. Um, but it seems like he likes it here. And look, I know Miles Garrett's going to try like hell. Uh, but probably, there's no question about it. 
essential to hopefully keep Jadavian Clowney in the fold here in Cleveland. Well, Jadavian Clowney had four sacks in the past two games. Uh, in less than a week. <laughs> yeah, after he had five in the other, I think, 13 games or something like that. I think 12 or 13 games. Um, apparently, he's willing to do quite a bit for a, couple, a few extra $100,000. Uh, no, he was great, and he's healthy, and he's excited, and he was happy. And, and you listen to the press conference, and he, he just seems like he loves life, it, despite the the record and his endorsement of uh, of Kevin Stefanski is uh, it, it was was great. Like there's a Chadevian Clowney has this sort of just this way about him that's just difficult to sort of like top in terms of he's like he's a good coach, you know, and that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's. That's that's about all, all you get out of him. Like he he really likes Joe Woods. He really likes this defense. He really likes Miles Garrett. He tells you flat out money's important to him, which he's at least honest. And he's about. never shot away from that. Never yes. a day in his life. Like as long as the money is there, he's going to be a Cleveland Brown, and I have every reason to believe he will be a Cleveland Brown. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And, you know, look, I mean, it, it's going to be one where, you know, I, I think everybody's going to have to sit down and make a ditch effort. And it's okay to say, you know, I like the warmer weather. I would like a nicer climate. I would like, uh, but I would also like a lot of, you know, dollar signs and zeros and checks. Um, hey, and God bless him. I, I have a lot more respect for the guys who tell it like it truly is, as opposed to the guys who are going to give you the catchphrases and everything else uh, to basically beat around the bush um, from the fact that, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to deny it. Jadavian Clowney flat out says what it is, and hey, God bless him for it. Joe Woods, um, and it took about the time I think we thought it was going to take, Pete, for this defense to come around this year. Um, certainly a whole bunch of moving parts. And as we've talked about the tight end position over the last two years, um, I think we can say the same maybe about the safety position this year. For all that was invested into it, you probably didn't get the return out of that position that you certainly were hoping for. Um, but even in spite of that, you know, you got a great job, obviously, with Clowney is a fantastic addition. Jeremiah Usu-Koromoa looks to be a slam dunk selection. Greg Newsom is going to be a fantastic cornerback in the league for years to come. Greedy Williams for a guy who was probably in the middle of nowhere as far as what we knew about him going into this season, about what he could be for this team. There were times, you know, there were, the effort was really, really good. He's certainly better with plays in front of him than he is with plays behind him. Um, no question about that. Denzel Ward entrenched as your cornerback one. And I'm, you know, I, I don't want, I don't want to say it like this, but I, I, I'm glad that, you know, circumstances led to him being held out yesterday. Cause the last thing I would want to see is him go out there, uh, you know, in a week 18 game that didn't mean anything where he already was dinged up physically and God have, you know, God forbid something happened worse, you know, where we're talking about maybe another player who's, you know, going to endure a rehab session, you know, during the off season, but for Joe Woods, you know, Huge. I mean, just a huge, huge, you know, for him, for the defense to come around like it did. You know, a lot of people just figured, you know, he wasn't the issue. I know, you know, at last time, last year at times, look, the Browns played with a lead a lot of the time. Um, people weren't thrilled with essentially just dropping coverage and letting things go on in front of them. Um, granted, that's best you know option he had at the time with the personnel he was giving. Again, practice squad players were starting meaningful games in week 17 last year. We're starting playoff games last year but for Joe Woods uh the opportunity for him to you know put his name on the type of defensive w defensive coordinator 
you know, he is and he is capable of if you give him the right things to his disposal. And for him, Pete, you know, I, you know, a lot of people were ready to run him out of town. You have a defense who had nine games where they held the opponent 16 points or less. You should win a ton of those games. You absolutely should win a ton of those games. Just a huge, huge rebound for him. And for me, you know, I'm sure there'll be a, a coaching change up or two. And if there was going to be a coordinator and I'll bring this up in segment three, I certainly don't think it's Joe Woods. And the one thing I would like to see is, you know, a hopefully a season where we're not dealing with COVID B getting just a couple of more pieces into that defensive locker room for him. And this could be the makings of, you know, maybe not even a top 10 defense, Pete, maybe even a top five defense. Yeah. Look, I mean, the Browns are loaded. Um, they have, like a, a couple spots that they have to sort of continue to address. Defensive line is the big one. You already have your top four corners going in next season. That's done. That's established. AJ Green has proven himself. Yeah, I mean, you've got that. You you've probably got your top three safeties, and it's you know we'll see what happens with Ronnie Harrison. I I suspect at this point MJ Stewart's going to get resigned, and they'll just keep him. Uh, him as the third and guy. And the thing with NJ Stewart, if it comes down to Stewart over Harrison, Stewart gives you more versatility. Well, look, I mean, it, this is a game of coverage, and MJ Stewart's a far, far better cover option than than Ronnie Harrison is in terms of the types of players he, he will face. Harrison's advantage was he was a little bit bigger uh, and could more physically compete with tight ends. But he doesn't do a great job of playing in space, especially deep. Whereas Stewart's a former corner, a guy I loved coming out of North Carolina. He was a mm-hmm. take no shit press corner uh, who has who's done a really nice job of transitioning into a safety who can also. And he had the hit of the day uh, yesterday. He lit that kid up. Yeah. Uh, so if you do that, then then it just becomes about filling out depth um, behind those guys. But I think the potential grouping of John Johnson uh, having MG Stewart and Grant Delpit allows you to now do what Joe Woods was talking about uh, when he was hired, which is the idea of being able to have any of the three safeties drop back to free potentially, or any other role, which is sort of a big part of what he wants to do disguising coverages. I think uh, with tech McKinley, you know, he's done for next year. I think the Browns have to draft two edge rushers uh, to balance out the cost. It also gives you super talented options behind Clowney and Garrett, which then allows you to play, get into situations where you're playing all four of those guys and attacking the opponent. Um, and I think they have to go get a veteran defensive tackle. I know that it's not yep. to say you can't draft your way out. It's just they have three guys who are going to come back, and the oldest of them will be Jordan Elliott entering his third season, assuming – this assumes the MRA he's about to have isn't super serious. Hopefully it isn't. Uh, but Malik McDowell is going to be 26, but he's going to be entering his second NFL season. Tommy Togia is 22. He's going to be entering his second season. I think they need a proven guy who's not going to get shoved around uh, in that mix. The opposite of Malik that. Jackson. You need the run stuffer, not the pass rusher that Malik Jackson was hopefully thought to be when he was brought here last year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be more along the lines of it. It's it's going to be what they hoped Andrew Billings was going to be and wasn't. I mean, that's really what this what what hurt this team more than I think people realize is it, for the past two years, really, 
they needed that guy who could come in and just be a nothing else plugger. Uh, the two games against the Pittsburgh Steelers stand out the most where they just shoved the interior around. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a, that's a big thing. Uh, you know, if it's, if, if it's, uh, you know, p- p- pending free agent Harrison Phillips from Buffalo is a guy I like. Uh, the guy I, I would love to get, I, I doubt he gets a, a, away from the Jets, but who knows, is Fularunzu Fadakasi. He's, that's literally all he does. But I think they're going to have some options there. I think they have a hell of a sales pitch for, for guys like that to be able to play with Clowney and Garrett and all these other players uh, that can really allow them to just be really, really impressive. But, yeah, it's depth. It's fixing the depth on the defense. They have almost everybody – back in terms of who they really want star power wise, you know, Clowney gets done. Presumably Denzel Ward's extension is going to get done. Uh, and, and you're going to hopefully get a, a much better representation of John Johnson. Uh, in year two, a little bit more comfortable, um, you know, hopefully, you know, not injured. Uh, and again, you know, tough year. I mean, for John Johnson, the third in his first season here in Cleveland, um, but the book's certainly not, you know, closed uh as far as that and you know year two more comfortable and you're talking about you know a lot of the secondary pieces between himself grant Elpit, as we mentioned aj green greg newsome uh greedy williams and of course denzel ward uh mj stewart you bring him back you're talking about a secondary where you know maybe there's not much change which should just help you know for them to grow and be even better uh in the 2022 season uh, we're going to get some parting thoughts here. We'll start a little off-season chatter. But I do have uh, one question about one part of the Browns staff. Hey, Browns fans. This is Jeff Lloyd with an incredible app who everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN. And get a bonus, 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. And there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Get Upside app. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Again, that is promo code TOUCHDOWN. As much people wanted to dig the ditch for Joe Woods this year at times, call it a day, run him the heck out of town. Special teams. We, you think we've possibly seen the end of Mike Prefer as the special teams coordinator for the Browns uh, Two, you know, in the last couple of weeks, two onside kick recoveries that were not able to get done. Uh, the, you know, regression of the Scottish hammer uh, kicking, you know, McLaughlin had a nice start to the season, then hit a bumpy road return game, very stagnant. Not much ever there from that. Look, you can, point to all of these areas and say, oh, well, so-and-so didn't do that. So-and-so could have done better, da 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 But at the end of the day, if you're the guy who's in charge of special teams, doesn't that fall basically under your roof? Uh, I think Mike Prefer will be back. Um, I, oh, 
I have, I, I'm, I'm failing to see the appeal at this point. Um, there's certain things, there have been a couple of plays where you're like, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones returning a punt inside the two or whatever, where it was legitimately smart to do it, or JoJo Natson making a play at the side. That was incredible. That was that incredible. Was really smart to do that. But whether it's been field goal blocking, or I should say protection, giving up blocks, whether it's been the precipitous decline of uh, punting in particular, uh, even, you know, some of the coverage units over the year got worse. I, I just, I, I don't know what, what, what is going to get better. Um, look, you know, the amount of injuries and COVID stuff, you know, that's the first place that gets absolutely wrecked with it. But yeah, I, I, Mike Prefer just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what, the the case for him to stay is other than the Browns seem in a hurry to get rid of no one and seem pretty committed to the idea that they're going to keep everybody and just keep keep rolling. Now from Ian Rappaport yesterday, Pete, and this may have been you know the early dipping your toes in the water, so to speak, of you know who could be available, who could possibly be available that would come to Cleveland, who would possibly have interest to come to Cleveland. Um, but for all intents and purposes, as we've been trying to tell you people, um, you know, the Browns have their fifth year invested in a Baker Mayfield, with, you know, somewhere between 18 and a half, $19 million for 2022. He's off January 19th to LA, go get the shoulder, uh, you know, the labrum obviously fixed looking at a lengthy, um, you know, recovery from that. I believe, you know, what they said yesterday was about six week process where he'll be in a sling before he can actually start to get to do things which isn't uncommon for any NFL player, you know, normally first month, six weeks, um, you rest your body, a little vacation time, catch up on family time that you missed. Um, so, you know, hopefully he can start to get, you know, back into the groove and certainly to Baker, you know, for Baker, you know, there's work to be done on his game, on his refinement technique that needs to be worked on, you know, and just, you know, kind of get it out of his own head, so to speak, and, you know, get back here. But the thing that, where I think this all got crazy and got lost last week, Pete. And, you know, your article, which was, you know, fantastic. And I thought it was, you know, there was, it, it came from the reality of the situation, not trying to make something more than it was. Um, anybody, you know, Baker Mayfield's frustrated. No shit. Who wouldn't have been frustrated, you know, for the way this season went? And for a lot of this, and, and this is the one, Pete, because we spoke so glowingly about how well he played to close out the 2020 season. And we talked about the deficiencies that existed within this passing game, within this wide receiver room, especially. And here we are one year later, we're talking about the same dudes at the wide receiver position. Baker's dinged up. And at the same time, even if he wasn't dinged up, Pete, it was hard to believe that maybe he could continue to be as successful as he was towards the end of 2020 with this lagging group of wide receivers that he was going to be able to do it one year later. And for example, I sent you a message yesterday and I asked you outright, is there any team in the NFL you would take the Browns wide receivers over? And what was your answer, Pete? I I, I think maybe Detroit. But maybe not after yesterday. <laughs> and I mean, look, I've I, I thought – this was the case for why I hadn't actually gone through and looked, but 
Yeah, I mean the Browns have the worst. If they if they're not the worst, they're downright. They're thirtieth, thirty first, or thirty second. Anything else you want to split hairs, label them any one of the three, that's fine. But they are no better than thirtieth, thirty first, or last. Yeah, it's um, it's it's just not good enough. And 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 I'm and I'm excited about what Donovan Peoples Jones continues to become. I'm I'm way higher on on Anthony Schwartz than a lot of people are. His season was just an absolute mess. Um, he didn't have a training camp because of injuries, and then he has a a concussion where he's out uh, five weeks. He's 21. He can fly. He presents a problem every time he just stands on the field. If he's wide receiver four next year, wide receiver three, the Browns are in pretty damn good shape. So um, I – And I don't think the drafting of Schwartz was ever thought with him no, being it was, it a was wide receiver, supposed, being a starting wide receiver. It never no, was. He was never supposed to – he wasn't. He was supposed to be like an occasional – you know, jet slash problem uh, player. And, and first week of the season, he was. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. you know, he, he didn't do anything else. But th- this was a team that was drafting a receiver with a with 2022, 2023 in mind because they had Beckham, Landry, DPJ, Higgins. Uh, you know, th- these were all guys that they were counting on to be good. And one of them quit. One of them got hurt. Uh, and the other one just disappeared. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's just another, just, it, it was, it, to me, look, I, I, I made the case that I thought they should have done more with it at the time, especially after Beckham was gone and you were back to the, that, that cast of characters from last year. It just, the same problems were right there. And it's not like the Browns didn't know this was a, a possibility. They were really high on Rondale Moore. Um, they, they wanted more speed. They, they couldn't get him. So that's where they took JOK. And then they come back with Anthony Schwartz. Uh, I think they're just going to draft their way out. Maybe there's a veteran out there that makes sense. I, I, I don't know who that is. Uh, but they can get really good really fast. Com- contrasted against the tight end group and it and it look it just continues to it, it drove me nuts past two years having a, a tight end featured offense and then putting slow wide receivers around it it made no sense to me spacing has always been a big deal with this team and the more spacing they have the better off they will be no no question about it and it is going to be a very 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 well addressed a well addressed room Pete, I, I, I am wondering kind of a little bit with this, though. Um, You know, a lot of the popular names as far as, you know, free agent wide receivers. And, you know, I do question whether or not it's going to be easy to attain these guys to come here because, again, it's never going to be a system that looks like, you know, any one wide receiver is going to see 120 targets, some of that number. So it does make it difficult. But you look at players like Chris Godwin. You look at players like Michael Gallup, uh, DJ Chark down from Jacksonville, players who are going to be coming off injuries. Is there a possibility, you think, that maybe you can find a way to say, hey, look, you know, this isn't maybe going to be your year to cash in as you are coming off injury. Come up here, one-year deal, chance to you know boost the value from there. Do you think that maybe with some of these players getting – injured that there becomes the possibility that they become slightly attainable i'm sorry say that again as far as these wide receivers gallup godwin um dj char receivers who ended up getting Uh, injured 
You think that injury maybe plays into a favor for the Browns to maybe be players in these guys? No, I think usually that is the worst thing that can happen because they end up just signing back with. True. I mean, if I'm going to, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to, yeah, well, Gallup maybe could be the difference. Like, you know, unless a team is willing to essentially pay a whole lot of money for a guy who's injured and say, Oh, he'll figure it out. You know, but usually what happens is these guys will sign a one-year deal back with where they were, you know, get healthy and then want to test the open market healthier because they are then going to get paid more in line with where they expected to be. So, yeah, I mean, it's also just such a weird risk to take for, for the, for the team involved to take somebody who's literally injured and have to sign them and, and basically sign a contract that doesn't cover them if they have an issue with with uh, that particular injury. So I would expect Gallup and Shark and these other guys to just re-sign a year uh, and, and get it squared away and then enter the open market. And maybe for one of them, Gallup, maybe it's going to be tricky, obviously, because Cedric Wilson in Dallas, too. Um, and they're pretty deep at the wide receiver position. But just something to see and monitor here, obviously. You know, that's going to go down here till March. The Browns 2022 opponents are set. Obviously, three games with Cincinnati. I mean, two games with Cincinnati Bengals, two games with the Ravens, two games with the Steelers. Home clashes with the New England Patriots, the New York Jets, New Orleans Saints, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> the Chargers. <laughs> Woo, that was a fun one last night. Listen, answer me this. How are the Chargers 9 and 8? The Browns are 8 and 9. The Chargers are 9 and 8. Make sense of that. I have none. I I, I have nothing, nothing for you. Road opponents for the Cleveland Browns. um, They'll be making a trip to Buffalo. Trip to Miami. Trip to Atlanta. Trip to Carolina. Trip to Houston. And a trip to Washington to face whatever the new Washington football team will be pete ended up with the third place schedule so these are the teams you are going to face obviously a lot of this is you know based off on you know the conference of drawing as you know go back to the afc east here again um you know certainly i think if you're going to play the saints and the buccaneers in any given season you would rather face them both in cleveland than in either new orleans or tampa bay trips to atlanta trips to carolina not the worst thing in the world getting to see some sun going to miami you know a couple of you know t- uh going to houston in the dome could be a, certainly going to be a tough one traveling to Buffalo. Um, but interesting, you know, the way it all breaks down and you start to look at it and, you know, and everybody who's starting to get nervous about what the schedule looks like, it's just way too early for that, guys. There's so much overturn in the NFL. But the Browns 2022 opponents, Pete. Uh, I mean, look, it, even though the, the Browns have a third-place schedule, it seems like they're going to – it's going to be a dogfight um, for any number of reasons. But the bottom line is that the Browns are going to be loaded next year. You know, obviously there's going to be an, an, an unbelievable amount of discussion about the quarterback position, even though I think it's ultimately going to end up where it started with back with Mayfield. But they can make this team unbelievably strong uh, if they can take to the draft and free agency. And I don't expect them to be big, big players in free agency at all. But if they can hit the draft in a similar fashion and they can make a key signing here or there. And I don't mean big, just effective. Um, They can be right back into being thought of as a team that can win a championship. Now people will probably sit there and go, well, 
questioning if, 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 if it's indeed Mayfield will be questioning whether that's viable, but in the same way that, you know, dopes like me thought they'd go 13 and four, they could be right back in that type of uh, atmosphere next year. If they can stay healthy and get some of these things taken care of, because they really don't have that many issues to fill. Um, even some of the ones that like are perceived issues have answers on the roster. For example, if we get to a point where Jack Conklin isn't going to make it, I would not be surprised if they go with James Hudson um, at, at, with it, with more work. I do believe they believe in him. I do think he's going to be pretty good. Um, so like those type of things will take care of themselves. And that if, if they do get to a point where Jack Conklin is unable to go and they have to ultimately cut ties with him, I don't know if that's likely or not. We'll see in like four months, but uh, you know, they can save about $13 million doing that, which isn't, a great way to save $13 million, but nevertheless um, could give them some uh, ability to maneuver elsewhere. Certainly something to monitor. And, you know, when you took in James Hudson, there was thought process. He was going to be here somewhere. And for the pick you spent on him, hopefully maybe a starter by year two. Um, We'll see what works out at the center position. JC Treader saying he wants to play on and, you know, Nick Harris had his one start this year and, you know, look pretty good. Um, we'll see you know, where the Browns look to continue to go with that. Uh, we are now into off-season mode. You have your final Browns post-game show, Victory Monday, Browns victorious 21-16 over the Cincinnati Bengals. Now um, four straight over the Bengals, um, I believe over the last four seasons. It is and 7-1 against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, one thing to look forward, yes, Cincinnati did win this division, um, but it looks like the Cleveland Browns lineup, matchup, Gets this team extremely well, so something to look at, you know, as the uh, you know uh, as the offseason goes on, and certainly as Cincinnati kicks off the first playoff game Saturday, as the Raiders come to Cincinnati for that game. He is Pete Smith from Sports Illustrated, um, Browns Digest on SI.com. Make sure you're checking everything out over there. Uh, Pete and Nicole's podcast. Um, for Pete's sake, gets better with each and each week. Uh, Nicole just seems to grow into the role better and better with each week. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore myself at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd show itself at locked on Browns. Follow back account over there. Appreciate everybody who makes locked on Browns. Your first listen day in day out. This has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound LGB on the yellow B let's go Browns.